Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Book Cheat, the book club podcast where I've read the book so you don't have to. My name is Dave Warnicke and on each episode of this show we look at one of the classics. And joining me to look at such a classic this week, it's Xavier Michaelides and Jess Perkins. Hello. Hello, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having us specifically because uh, we are illiterate. Yes, and this is the only way I know what books are. Great. Have you heard heard of books before this week or...? No, and I refuse to learn. <laughs> I got through my schooling by having a winning smile. <laughs> Maths test, bing. And I was like, come on, how can you fail me, teach? I was like, you know what, how can I argue with that? What a charmer, A+. plus. <laughs> no one else in the, the school can smile and you got the best end to score out of anyone. Yes, okay, yes. it's true, it's true. <laughs> Well, it's great to have you back, uh, Jess. It's been a while. Uh, m- maybe the first one of this year. We've done, we did a couple last year yeah. on the old book cheat. And I just wait by the phone every week um, to see if you'll message me, and um, you never do. So it's a pleasure to be invited back. Mm. I'm always free, but... Um, Very free. Yeah, too little, free. Yeah, little, you wrote back... Way too fast. Should I get a hobby? Like, it, I hadn't even sent the message. You'd obviously just seen that I was writing your message and you'd already written back yes to whatever you, you want. <laughs> oh, I'm very lonely. So nice to be here with friends. Well, acquaintances. <laughs> Thank People you. People who tolerate you. Yeah. <laughs> They're few and far between. <laughs> I've gone bleak early. Hey, that's okay. <laughs> have, you, have you been reading anything lately? No. Nah. Great, because I've got you covered. <laughs> <laughs> I started... A book called The Trauma Cleaner, and it's still mm. sitting on my bedside table. That sounds grim. Yeah, it's and it's fascinating, and I was really enjoying it, and I just stopped. Because I, could, I get into bed, and my partner reads, and I go, I should read. And then I look at TikTok for a while. Oh, right. yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. scrolling going, look at these fucking idiots. <laughs> I hate these people. I need to look at TikTok through Reddit, through the subreddit TikTok Cringe. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't know if that's a, a good way or a bad way oh. or if that's the nerdiest way you could possibly do it. So, it's yeah, I only get the good TikToks yeah. or the cringiest ones. Yeah, that's what you want, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah, the yeah. perfect algorithm and you haven't had to do any work to get that algorithm. No, 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 no. Ah, nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. But, yeah, that's what I do um, instead of reading. Hey, he's got the reading covered, you've got TikTok covered. I think that that is a perfect relationship right <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, we inform each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I go, oh, look at this one. Yeah, that's goes, my favourite. Please, I'm trying to read. <laughs> hey, look at this one. just shows you a word that he likes. Yeah. That. Begin. Check that out. That's pretty cool. But just so you feel like you're doing the same thing, you always lick your finger before you scroll. <laughs> My phone is disgusting. <laughs> and how about you, Mr. Michaelides? Have you been reading anything lately? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've said this for a while now. I've been trying to read June, and um, it's taken me a long time. It's a very long book. And, well, I'm not, I'm not hitting it every night. Like, I have long breaks, weeks in between. I'm like, fucking June, man. 
Um, I think I realised that I like I like sci-fi and fantasy, but I struggle to read it because I can't I can't handle made-up names. Because you forget who people are. I also I find that very confusing. Made up of very, very old names. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Then find... I'm just like, I, don't, I can't remember who this who is. Who is who? Yeah. yeah. But it is good so far. And I've got I've got to get it done before the movie comes out, I think. <laughs> okay. So I've got some time. But is that I'm one also... of those films that keeps getting pushed back? And you're yes. like, thank God. Thank goodness. That's another another two weeks. Yeah, thank you, guys. I like, I'm in the comments to the articles. I'm like, thanks so much, guys. <laughs> you're the, everyone else is booing, yeah, cracking it. out now. I'm like, thank you so much. I need some time. <laughs> I needed this extension. Oh, I promise goodness. I will get it done in I'll time. Get it done in time. <laughs> it's the same with the James Bond screenplay. You're just getting through it page by page. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Keep pushing it back, Craig. Pushing come on. Don't, don't rush it, guys. <laughs> don't rush it. Um, and I'm also listening to the audio book of the of the. Um, Oh, the barefoot investor. Oh, yes. Oh, That's yeah. another thing on my bedside table. Yes. Yeah, is it yeah. Read by Mr. Investor himself. Yes, it is. Scott Pape. Scott Pape. The Pape is. He's got a good voice. <laughs> I've met him. Really? Yeah, he seems, he, seems like, he seems like a lovely guy. Yeah, he's very nice. Where did you meet him? Um, <laughs> in a hotel room. Okay. <laughs> I was. I had this job interview oh. for this company, which I'm still not entirely sure what they did. And I was flown up to Sydney. I spent a day with them. It's not a good thing when no, you go into a job interview. <laughs> it was not good. They were something like a, a bit of an in between between advertisers and like radio companies and stuff, but okay. it was never explained in the full day I spent with them what they actually did. I bet you they didn't even know what they did. No, I don't Sounds think like they a did. real gravy train type business. <laughs> it was a weird place. Uh, and then the boss was in Melbourne one day. I went and met him at the the, the Grand Hyatt, and Scott Paper was just doing radio interviews and stuff from a hotel room mm. there. And I, I just like sat in the room for a bit. Mm. Still mm. not sure what they do. But did the guy have anything to do with Scott Pape? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what, but he was a client, I want to say. I have mm. no idea. I did not take that job. But anyway, I met Scott. Very nice guy. Probably for the best. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he won that job. No. Nah. But um, I've been trying to read about investing. It actually starts quite full on. Yeah. If you've ever read it before, if you if you if you're just looking for some simple financial advice, get ready to be hit in the guts. Yeah. As he takes you through a very personal story, like oh my goodness. Yeah. Like oh my god, <laughs> oh, I'm just here god. for how to learn how to buy a house. Thanks, yeah. but sure. I just like to not have to work until I'm dead. If yeah, that's all yeah. right. Can I retire comfortably? Okay, Scott. All right. <laughs> oh, you lost everything. Okay, sure. All right. <laughs> yeah, he would be fun at a dinner party. Just corny and just make you cry. Yeah, but yeah. ultimately make you a better person. Exactly, and have a better financial future. Exactly, and right. he'd probably pay for dinner. Well, you'd hope, hope so. so. Well, actually, he'd probably be like, rule number one, never pay for never dinner. Never pay for dinner. <laughs> Don't pay like a sucker. Force someone else to. Like you. <laughs> Pape wins. Pape, Pape always wins. wins. You've been paid. <laughs> <laughs> He's a bit of an intense guy. Yeah, yeah. Intense party, guy. Honest, yeah. Mm. <laughs> now, so if you've also been very busy, so one can't blame you for not reading all of June in one go. Thank you. You've been Thank off you. uh, hugging the sun, so to speak. That's right. That's right. Um, I've got a web series called Hug the Sun. Um, and you can find out what Hugging the Sun is just by watching it. You'll find out yeah. what that is and what that <laughs> means. But basically, it's a um, a kids show about a it's a religious kids show about a sun <laughs> religion, and it's set in the late eighties, early nineties. Um, well, the concept is that you, 
these old tapes have been found. We discovered old tapes. No, sorry, not the concept. No, sorry. We discovered some old tapes. And <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Go watch these old tapes we discovered. The people in the tapes look just like me and Ben Russell. <laughs> wow. Andrea and <laughs> That must have really freaked you out when you hit play. Yeah, I know. It was weird. All the guys from Honey Donna. Like, it's, it, they look all the same. Um, but yeah, very funny. And it's been, it's been going great guns. It's been going really well. Yeah, it's been, so uh, people have been absolutely loving it. And uh, mm. there's a couple episodes out now. Yes. Two episodes, but by the time this comes out, I think we'll have the third probably. Yeah. Oh. Or by, tomorrow, by, by Thursday, depending when you listen to this. <laughs> That's right. If you listen to it on a Thursday, then it came out, depending what time of day. Mm. If you're a 6 a.m. podcast <laughs> listener, it's not out yet. And also, figure your shit yeah. out. Well, That's yeah, not. Shit you don't need other people just talking shit in your 6 a.m. Starting yeah. your day, you've been paped already. You've yeah. been paped. Don't do that. No, if you're getting up at 6 a.m., listen to some, you know, Tibetan chimes or, <laughs> yeah. you know, prayer bowls. That's the only thing that's acceptable at 6 a.m. Yeah. Prayer or bowls. Get up, bowls. hug the sun. And hug Great yes. way. Great way to start the day. Start the day. Please. <laughs> so, please, everyone, uh, watch it It's and share it with your friends. A lot of fun. You'll see a lot of people that uh, look like a lot of people you know, yes. I'm sure. Yes. Mm. I'm sure. It's crazy. I'll put a link yeah. to it in the description of, uh, of this episode if you want to check it out. I've been loving it. Oh, thank Especially you. the person that looks a lot like you. Oh, thank you, mate. Thank Trent, you. is it? Trent. Trent. <laughs> Trent. What a guy. He's insane. What a guy. <laughs> I suppose anyone looks like you is just a funny guy. Yeah. I'm excited to see what happens with Trent. <laughs> yeah. What's going on with Trent? <laughs> Well, what already happened because we discovered Yeah, yeah, them. sorry. Yeah, what right. happened to A lot going on. A lot going on. Oh, we've got to crack into this week's uh, book. I have been reading a bit of Evelyn War. Ooh. English writer. Uh, the book this week is A Handful of Dust. Ooh, I like that. A Handful of Dust. Mm. I like the title. Yeah. I mean, but it's a good title, I think, but also that's too much dust. Oh, yeah. What do you yeah. do with that? Clean up, clean as you go. Yeah. Always clean as you <laughs> Don't go. Don't let it get so bad. you got a handful. Exactly. Or if you empty, empty the vacuum cleaner into your hand, what are you doing? What are you doing? Putting it straight into the bin. Does dust get into piles? I've only seen dust lightly cover things. Can you have a pile of dust? Great point. Yeah. Like if you left it for, say, you know, in theory, decades. Decades. You're going to walk into a house. Is it like, you know, Thick. knee-high dust? Yeah. Or is dust like, eh, there's already dust there. Yeah, that's true. Once you get a fine coating, the only thing that repels dust is dust. Exactly. So you only get fine coatings. So you should have a fine coating at all times. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. So don't dust. Yeah. If you dust... You create more dust. You create more dust. But you leave little dust and there's less dust in general. Yeah. yeah. Maximum <laughs> dust the is only, reached. The only way we can defeat this dust. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so uh, this one's been now uh, suggested... By Greg Richardson from London, who suggested it two years ago this week. Wow. What? So if you've been hanging out for your suggestion, don't worry. I may get to it. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. From London. Is yeah. this set in London? Uh, partly, yes. Oh. That's so good. I just love someone from London. Oh, Dave, read this book. You love it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> you know what you love? Greg. Oh, full of dust. Yeah. <laughs> You absolutely love it, mate. Give me your hand. Give me your hand. Oh. Now imagine there's a handful of dust in there. Yeah. Well, I've got a book for you. <laughs> Don't be a muppet. Read this. <laughs> and I said, all right, Greg, I'll do it. He said he read it in school. So oh, wow. Oh. Over there, I think it might be a, a common school text. I bought my copy secondhand for three bucks from a secondhand oh. shop. Thought that seemed like a bargain. Oh, three bucks. So I got it home, and uh, on the front it says uh, it was originally sold for 65 cents. Okay. So it's actually increased. <laughs> in value so I think by this ratio if I keep it for several hundred more years it might be worth 
A handful of dust. A handful yeah. of dust. <laughs> this is literally page one of the Barefoot Investors. Oh. Make sure the books you buy are not more expensive than they should be. All right? Yeah. You've been paid so bad. Yeah, yeah. Your first mistake, paying full price for this book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could get it cheaper than this. <laughs> Idiot. Steal it from the library, you moron. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> a uh, handful. Of the, I mean, he's still get the money. They'd buy a second copy to replace it. Oh, great point. Tape's happy. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, a uh, handful of dust. It's no, a 1934 novel by British writer Evelyn War. Britannica says War is regarded by many as the most brilliant satirical novelist of his day. Ooh, oh, okay. satire's fun. Yeah, yeah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, nah, 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 nah. I understand satire. Yeah, satire, yep. Uh, He wrote lots of other stuff too, including lots of travel things, but A Handful of Dust is one of his satirical novels and is also one of the author's best-known works alongside Brideshead Revisited. It's the other probably even more famous one. But his satire obviously wasn't always received in the way he intended. In one of his early novels called Decline and Fall, War himself stated in the author's note in the first edition, quote, please bear in mind throughout that, and then this next bit's in capital letters, it is meant to be funny. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't feel good to have to justify that, does it? Sorry, Evelyn, it is not going well. It's a joke! (laughs) I know I'm having a bad time on stage when you stand up and I'm like, it's meant to be funny, guys. (laughs) Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Oh, tough crowd. <laughs> that's the that's the uh, author's equivalent of, is this thing on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thankfully, history has remembered his work quite favourably. In 2010, Time magazine placed a handful of dust in its list of the 100 best English novels published since Time was uh, first released in 1923. And the Modern Library's list of 100 best novels, a handful of dust... 34th. Oh, wow. wow. That's pretty good. That's which pretty high. Higher yeah. than uh, Brideshead Revisited was also there, but this was higher. Wow. Oh, okay. Uh, the title comes... You know, stop. I want to read it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't spoil it, it for me. I'm really, really keen for this book. <laughs> yeah. No, no, go for it. <laughs> go on, spoil it. All right. You'll get to it in about two years after you finish June. You will have forgotten all of this. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Uh, the title comes from T.S. Eliot's poem, The Wasteland. There's a, a, a line in there that says, I will show you fear in a handful of dust. Ooh. Mm. Sounds good. It does mm-hmm. sound good. I don't get it, but I <laughs> yeah, like it. What does it, it mean? I will show you fear in a handful of dust. Yeah, I don't get it. But I do like it a lot. Mm. It's very uh, scary. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, if you have asthma, handful of dust, very spooky. Oh, yeah. Get out of here, dust, you know? So... Maybe that's yeah, it. Sorry, yeah. Maybe holding, that's it holding dust over a, someone who's in bed with asthma. <laughs> yeah, I'll let go of this. You're sneezing all night. <laughs> You're sneezing and wheezing. Yeah. <laughs> he was uh, married twice. Uh, his first wife, also called Evelyn. Oh, my God. And, uh, and, I, and I recently mentioned this to Jess, but mm. see how you feel about this, Dave. They quickly became known in their circle of friends as Hevelyn and Shevelyn. Wow, what a great group of friends. <laughs> yeah. When oh. Dave uh, mentioned that to me, he was like, I can't tell if you're going to love or hate this. Yeah. And I'm not sure still. Yeah, yeah. I kind of hate yeah. it. Yeah. But it's also kind of funny. It's really good. Hevelin and Shevelin. Hevelin and Shevelin. Hevelin. <laughs> imagine calling someone Hevelin or Shevelin. Yeah, very strange. Would you like a drink, Hevelin? <laughs> Oh, yes, thank you, Shevelin. Uh, am I Shevelin? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got, I'm going to get one you would for. 
<laughs> a dirty martini <laughs> made by me, Shevelin. <laughs> For my hubby, Evelyn. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Oh, I don't think I like it. You're not a big fan. Well, don't worry. He eventually uh, he converted to Catholicism. I'm trying to get the word right there, mm-hmm. and um, was like, "Well, I want to marry someone else now." Um, so he, despite being married to Shevelin for many years. Tried very hard to annul the marriage. Oh, and got right. and got away with it too. Wow. So what? <laughs> yeah. So it never really happened. Yeah, no, nah, that wasn't real. That wasn't real. That never wasn't. They didn't stick it. Yeah, I never consummated that. it. Yeah, for God's yeah, sake, her yeah. name was Shevelin. Yeah, you can't say the name Shevelin in in, in in during sex. No. <laughs> oh, Shevelin. <laughs> Yuck. Yucko. No. <laughs> no thanks. You want a sexy name like yeah. Cheryl. <laughs> oh, Cheryl! See, that's hot. What was yeah, his second wife's name? Second, second wife. Oh, let me look it up. Evelyn War wife. Shevelin. <laughs> <laughs> Laura got, Herbert. Laura, Laura Herbert. That's good. Is that better? Yeah, much better. Much better. Evelyn and Laura. Yeah. Much better. Sorry, Shevelin. Oh, poor Shevelin. You had to go. She was ditched. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I always start with the opening line, and this is how it all begins. And That is with, was anyone hurt? No. No one, I'm thankful to say, said Mrs. Beaver. (laughs) (laughs) Except two housemaids who lost their heads and jumped through a glass roof into the paved court. They were in no danger. The fire never reached the bedrooms, I am afraid. Still, they are bound to need doing up, everything black with smoke and drenched in water, and luckily they had that old-fashioned sort of extinguisher that ruins everything. One really cannot complain. That's a great opener. <laughs> and we're off. I think it's pretty good. It's it's intriguing. Yep, there's a beaver in there. Straight to Mrs. Beaver. Mrs. Beaver. Feel like that. That's good. She's got opinions about different fire extinguishers. <laughs> You already know so much about the character, you know. She's she's one of those people who has opinions on everything. Yeah. yeah. If you're judging fire extinguishers, I imagine how you judge me. <laughs> so we're, I mean, pretty favorably. Pretty favorably. Yep. And big fan. Mrs. Beaver, great name. I've got to say, it's probably the second best name in the book. The my oh. favorite name was Lady Cockpurse. Oh, Cockpurse. How did people not know this was supposed to be funny? <laughs> yeah. like, remember, it is meant to be funny. Lady Cockpurse. Come on. Cockpurse. Well, actually, this is this is the one that, that he had to remind people it was funny though. No, this, this is, is a different one. He's, Everyone knew this. A couple was funny. of books later, he's like, "All right, you know me as the funny guy now." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> books can be funny. I'm funny. Huh? Cockpurse. Cockpurse. This is good stuff. Um, yeah, that's the sort of name I've come up with uh, when I was, you know, struggling to come up with something. Yeah. And then people will be like, I can't believe you came up with Cockpurse. Yeah. And then we'll call the other character Cockpurse. Yeah. No, we could, we, we should workshop that. that. Yeah. We can think of something else. Yeah. Cockpurse. That's something that comes up when you're just kind of brainstorming and, you, and you're in a room where you're like, no bad ideas. Yeah. And Cockpurse, and you all have a laugh, and then you you move on from that. Yes, you don't yeah, settle on Cockpurse. Like I said, Cockpurse just to get the ball rolling, exactly, get everyone laughing. But we're not going to actually call the character Cockpurse. No, but Hevelin's written that down. Hevelin's like, fuck yeah, it's the <laughs> best name ever. I do not edit. <laughs> So we just met Mrs. Beaver, who is a property developer slash interior decorator who is always hustling. Oh. Always trying to make a, make a buck, make a sale. Great. She rents out flats and furniture. She does all right. She's got four servants. Okay. Mm. Pretty good. Her son, John Beaver, <laughs> is not a hustler. He's 25, lives with his mum and is unemployed and sits by the phone all day waiting to be invited out to lunch and dinner. <laughs> lunch and dinner. <laughs> Yeah, and often very last minute, like... 
Why can't he make plans? Sitting by the phone, wait to be invited. 100%, you know. Because if he makes the plans, then he has to pay. Yes, he is a tight man. That is true. He's also very boring, and people really only invite him out when no one else can make an event. event. So that's why he's by the phone a lot of the time. Half the time, he's halfway through lunch at home, sitting by the phone. The phone rings. He's like, yeah, I'll be there. (laughs) Ditch the sandwiches. He's basically a a seat filler at the Oscars. Wow. Fantastic. So he's not very popular. Does this take place in high society? Yeah, so these are very important. High society and making fun of these people. Yeah, fuck yeah. Take that. You stuffy pricks. Yeah, you stuffy pricks. <laughs> and behind his back, people talk about how dull he is. And when he frequents the exclusive high society clubs, uh, people are like, oh, no, don't look now. Here comes John. We all oh, know. no. We all Beaver's know coming over like with Oh, no. And then uh, he'll frequently do stuff like the guy will be like, oh, yeah. We're... He'll have a drink with someone and someone will say, oh, you don't want another one, do you? And he'll be like, yeah. They're like, uh, oh, no. crap. Oh, shit. I'll oh, have another crap. drink with the beaver. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm back with the beaver. John Beaver. Well, he tells his mother that he's been invited to stay at Hetton Abbey, an old Gothic country estate owned by Tony Last and his wife, Brenda. Brenda Last. Brenda Last. Brenda Last. Brenda Last. Brenda Last. Mm, I don't like it. Tony Last isn't great either. You don't like that? Mm, but what name does go well with Last. Um, it's not a great surname. Lily Last. Lily Last. Okay. I w- take it back. W- <laughs> w- there are names that go perfectly with it. Wanderlast. Wanderlast. That's good. Yeah. And terrible, but pretty good. Maybe. Well, Tony was drunk one night at the club and was like, to John Fever, old boy, just stay with us sometime. You've got you to gotta come up. Stay in the country. He's really drunk. Oh, dear. And John Beaver, who's nothing else to do, was taking him up on the offer. Oh, no. shit. Because he didn't think he'd actually do it. Mm. He was just drunk and being nice. Yeah. He's like, Suddenly oh, you got no. beaver on your yeah. fucking doorstep. you got beaver fever. you got beaver fucking fever. Oh, never be nice. That's no, the lesson. Never, Especially ever. when drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do not be nice. That's, That's why the... it's, it's good to be a nasty drunk. Yeah. It has its benefits. <laughs> never stay with me. Yeah. All right? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off, beaver. <laughs> Fuck you, beaver. <laughs> you stay with me, fucking prick. It's so more... boring. <laughs> it's so boring. No, be more proper. Dude, Steve, I can't. No, keep going. Sorry. <laughs> well, when his mother, Mrs. Beaver, hears about Tony, she remarks that everyone was surprised when Brenda married him. Mm. She says everyone thought she would marry Jock Grant Menzies at one time. Mm. Wasted on Tony last. He's a prig. 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 They don't say prig. They say prig. Yeah, prig, which I looked up a self-righteously moralistic person who behaves as if... The, as, they're superior to others. Yeah, prick. Yeah. Um, okay. Who right. said that of, of Tony Lark? Mrs. Beaver. Right, the gotcha. Mom, yeah, the yeah. mum of the, the mum. Dullard, John Yeah, Beaver. yeah. She's like, oh, I think she's going to marry Jock, who we'll talk a bit about later. Right. The hustling mum. Yeah. And Jock is a member of parliament, oh. so he's a bit more successful than Tony. Yeah, okay. gotcha. All right. But uh, Jock actually thinks Tony is very happy. He says, I often think Tony lasts one of the happiest men I know. He's got just enough money, loves the place, one son he's crazy about, devoted wife, not a worry in the world. The way that was said was as if he had one son he's crazy about, one who's a real <laughs> little prick. <laughs> yeah. A daughter he hates. <laughs> She's going to be impossible to marry off. But no, he just has no, a son. No, just one likes. son. He loves the one son. Great. Don't okay, worry. Okay. It's 100% hit rate. Okay, great. 
Uh, the mansion that Beaver's been invited to stay at Hatton is a huge old estate. Imagine like a Downton Abbey-sized house. Yep. Huge. It's got huge grounds, heaps of bedrooms, a library, stables, greenhouses. It's got even its own church. Wow. It's, it's massive. What? Its own church? Yeah. Is that a real thing that happens? Yeah. People have their own church? Who goes to the church? It's up in the... It's, oh, you know, it's up out in the countryside. Do they have their own priest? Yeah, who can only do things every now and again. Like, he's just bored out of his mind because if they're not staying there, it's like, oh, fuck, I'm going to do a fucking s- you can't do a sermon. sermon to no one. What am I, in a Beatles well, song? Well, he kind of has to because it, otherwise it keeps him sharp. Keeps you know? him sharp. Otherwise, when it's you know, a few times a year and he comes out and he's all rusty. So exactly. So he, say he does rehearsal. He does rehearsal. Yeah. He does rehearsal Dress rehearsal. Morning, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's always wearing the garb. During the it. old days, people used to have their, like, they had like a living, um, what was it? A hermit. You had your own garden hermit. What? Yeah, yeah. You know hermits, people who just go live off in the in the forest by yeah. themselves. Yeah. Well, it was like a cool thing to do for rich people to pay someone to be a garden hermit and you'd have someone who just lived in your garden in an estate <laughs> and they just couldn't talk to anyone. They were just there and that's that was your little ornament, an actual human who was a garden ornament. And did they do gardening or anything? No, 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 no. They were oh, just there like, living. That's my hermit. Yeah, and you'd point and go, there he is. That's our <laughs> garden hermit. And I looked up, if you look at the Wikipedia article, it has a story about the one guy was hired. The shortest of a garden hermit was a guy who was hired and then 48 hours later, the guy who hired him found him at the pub. And it was like, so he'd always say, got the best fucking job in a garden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even there right now. Oh, fuck. <laughs> what are you doing outside? You know, Hermit. Hermit, get back in the garden. Oh, fuck that, mate. God damn it. <laughs> but they don't, okay, so they pay him, they pay them to just live there. They don't give him any food or anything. They. Yeah, I think they probably would have had to give them some sort of food. Wow. Like you would have lived real simple. Like you had to look like a hermit. It probably had to grow your beard out and your yeah. hair and wear rags. Oh, do you, and, do you reckon they audition them? Yeah, you'd have to come in and go, all right, how hermity are you? Yeah, I'm reading for the role of hermit number one. Please, take it away. Uh, (laughs) That's pretty good. I don't think hermits were like that, though. Hermits wrote books and were all wise and shit, I think. What? (laughs) Well, obviously not the one who went to the pub. (laughs) You're true. Dave, that drama degree really pays off. Thank you so much. Moments like that. Moments like that, when you do a spot-on hermit. Yeah. Pardon me. I believe it was Tolstoy who said... <laughs> <laughs> oh, put him back on the call, the call back. I don't, actually, I don't know. I assume... I don't know that much about... I know a lot about garden hermits, but very little about actual hermits. <laughs> <laughs> My special subject is only garden hermits, it's but incredible. not general hermits. <laughs> you go on those quiz shows where you have a specialist subject, yeah. garden hermits. Yeah, and every time they ask me questions about hermits, like... Oh, I said my special subject was garden hermits, guys. <laughs> yeah. I, I was very specific I don't know about anything it. about hermit crabs. <laughs> That's just wild. I'm I'm googling it now on my phone just so I can read it later. Yeah, save it. <laughs> so later. I don't forget. And then the I most can... exciting part is the guy who goes to the pub. But Whoa. still, still, I'm gonna get into bed later, do a bit of reading. Mm. Oh, that's good. Yeah, there hey? we go. There With we go. TikTok playing in a little screen in the corner. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> picture in picture of TikTok. Yeah. I'm gonna miss out on my, on my TikToks. <laughs> So they've got a massive house. They actually, they've got gardeners. I don't know if they've got a, any okay. hermits, but they've got lots of staff, that kind of thing. But it's one of those situations where the family technically has quite a lot of money, but it goes into the upkeep of the home. Yes. It's so big. Yes, yes. Like they, they don't have that much money to spare because they're always fixing leaks yeah. and like trying to heat like a 15-bedroom house. Yeah, it's a money pit. It's dangerous stuff. I often see houses like that. Yeah, you Scott see, Pape, he'll, he'll warn you about it. He'll warn you. It's like, first thing you do is sell your fucking money pits, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you How are... many people are in your house? Okay, four of you. You don't need 15 bedrooms. Get out of there. Get out of there. 
Get yourself a, four, a five bedroom max so you have a, a guest oh. room. Yeah. He's yes. like, obviously never watched Escape to the Country. He <laughs> <laughs> was trying to downsize to a 15 bedroom house. Mm. Fucking crazy. But no one likes it. No one likes this house. It's pseudo gothic and even described as architecturally devoid of interest by a local guidebook. Mm. And you wonder why a guidebook would review, review something <laughs> to tell you not to go there. That's a yeah. good point. Uh, even Tony's wife Brenda is not a fan, but Tony he loves it. He's lived there his whole life. He was always destined to inherit it from his dad. And despite people telling him that he could sell it, so it could become a school or something, and he could make loads of money and live somewhere else quite comfortably, his dream is to save up and return it to its former crowning glory. Right. Okay. Great. He's like, if I sell it, where does the hermit go? Exactly. Okay? Yeah, I've yeah, got yeah. dependents. You can't have. A, <laughs> <laughs> you can't have a hermit in a primary school. Yeah. You can't. That's not a good look. Not okay. <laughs> no, you can't. Unless that hermit's got a working with children check. Then it's fine. Then it's all right. With the phys ed teacher or the hermit teacher. <laughs> the hermit teacher for those little ambitious. This is hermits. how you be a hermit, kids. <laughs> <laughs> is it like this, Mister Hermit? <laughs> you fucked it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, can I make a prediction? Are we going to spend the rest of this book at this house? Is one of those sort of like you know takes place in the same like once we're stuck in there, we're stuck in there. No, no, we are moving about. Actually, we're moving about quite a bit. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Like oh, I thought, we were setting up the. This is it. Yeah. This, is, this is this is where we're going to be. Honestly, to a surprising degree, we will move on. All right. Fuck huh. it. Okay. I'm intrigued. Yeah. But at the start, I also thought it was one of those things that's going to be based around this bit of fun, high yeah. society. Yeah. Uh, so Tony's about 30. He lives there with Brenda and their son, John Andrew, who is eight years old. It's funny Ugh. now when old people's names is like a children's name. Yeah, I, know. I imagine John. Tony to be in his 50s and John to be like a young man. Yeah. And then, okay, so Tony is 30 um, and has an eight-year-old. Yeah. And John I am Andrew. 30. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. You've got no dependents. You've got no mansion, no hermits. I'm a dependent. Thanks very much. Tiny dog. <laughs> Little dog. Who, to be fair, though, I reckon could look after himself. Yeah, he definitely can. Yeah, well, himself. he has to. <laughs> I leave him all day and all night. See you later. <laughs> got him his own place. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about your dependent, but Little John is obsessed with horses. Yes. Fantastic. Goose sees a lot of horses in Hawthorne. <laughs> Heaps of them. <laughs> he spends his day fighting with his nanny and his parents about how much jumping and hunting he's allowed to do. He wants to go. Wait, 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 wait. There's been a lot of characters so far. Which one do I'm supposed to care about at this point? Like, mm. okay. We're just. Do, do, we, do all these people the key players? This is basically it. Okay. This is basically okay. It. So, so John Edward's the last one I need to worry about. John Andrew, yeah. John Andrew. John Fuck, Andrew. I'm already forgetting his so, name. So, just to recap, we've got Mrs. Beaver. Okay, Mrs. Beaver. Hustler. Hustler. All about it. Then the son, real dull. John Beaver. Everyone super hates. boring. Then yep. We, so, that's one group. Oh, we've got two Johns. Then we've got Tony, yeah. who loves his old house. Yes. His wife, who could be doing better. Brenda. And his son, who is into horses. Also yep. John. Okay. So, that's only five That's only five people. That's five. And the only other one, really, that I've, I've introduced, I'll talk about later, is Jock, who's the yeah, yes. the Member of Parliament that they yes. said, I thought when she was young she'd marry someone good like him, but she's stuck with Tony, who's a That's bit right. of a loser. I wouldn't have mentioned that for no reason. There is a reason for that. There's I can't wait to find out what Jock's all about. Here we go. So, no, that's a good good recap. So little little John is obsessed with horses. He's always trying to get them to let him do higher jumps. He wants to go on hunts. He's got a, a stable mate who's his hero, who's a, a real working class guy who does a bit of swearing and rubs off on little John Andrew. Yeah, great. But uh, Brenda, He's my favorite character. yeah, we love we love little John. 
But Brenda, she is bored with her life at Hedden. Okay. She loves having friends around. She's real social and she likes inviting people out to liven up the old place. But Tony, on the other hand, not a big fan of visitors. He wants to be alone in his big house. Mm. Mm. And even remarks how good it is that this weekend no one's visiting. It's just going to be you and me. How good's that? Brenda's like, yeah. Yeah. But then a telegram from John Beaver arrives saying that he's at the train station and I'll see you in a few hours. (laughs) And Tony's like, I forgot I invited him. No. Which one of the 15 bedrooms will he stay in? Well, that actually is a question. He decides he'll try and make John Beaver stay as uncomfortable as possible so that he won't want to stay a second night. It's like Friday night. He surely won't stay a second night if we put him in the worst room. Each of the house's 12 bedrooms in the mansion are named after stuff from the Arthurian legend, Knights of the Round Table. Oh. And Tony says, well, chuck him in Galahad. It's got the worst mattress. He'll never stay long there. Yeah. I like that Tony has tried all of the mattresses. Oh, yeah. Knows. All 12. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Galahad. Yeah. It's like a bloody marshmallow in there. Not in a good way. No. Too. So. Really sticky. <laughs> <laughs> and it ah. smells real sweet. Ah. <laughs> sweet and sticky. Don't get it hot. It'll but, taste uh, you. Do you guys have names for your bedrooms at home? Yes. No, that's a crazy. Oh. Yeah, no, that's that's <laughs> oh. insane. Yeah, I've, got, I've got two bedrooms, a uh, hall and oats, and uh, you do not want to stay in hall. <laughs> Horrific mattress. <laughs> I want to. I want to name my rooms. <clears throat> nah, it's just bedroom and study, really, isn't it? <laughs> Chuck him in the study. No one lasts long in there. No one lasts long in there. All you're doing is just making you have to correct when people come over and say, "Well, you can stay in Billy Bob Thornton. What? You can stay in the spare bedroom." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No. No, no, we prefer Billy Bob Thornton. You will stay in Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> There's pic- a reason. I got, and you'll find out later tonight. Because it's just pictures of Billy Bob everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. I've heard a lot of Billy Bob <laughs> Big fan of Sling Blade. <laughs> so Beaver arrives. And, of course, he stays all weekend. Of course he oh, does, John it. Beaver. Because oh, he's the guy that, you know, he wants you to buy another pint. Sure, we'll, I'll yeah. go to... Because he's dull. He's so boring. He's got no social skills, no, no. no self-awareness. He never knows. But Tony tries to avoid him as much as he can. He says he's got errands to run. Sorry, I forgot. I had to go into town. Sorry, you just stay here. Mm. I'll be back. And then he says, sorry, I've got to go to church. Yeah, and you're not really into, the, into church like me. It's okay, I'll go. And then he goes for like a four-hour so just to get away from him. Priest is happy. <laughs> yeah, finally. Finally. Probably They're a, back. Probably a long sermon. Oh, he's asking <laughs> questions. <Yeah. laughs> That means that he ends up spending quite a bit of time with Brenda. Ooh. And he's never going to believe it. What? She starts to like the man who everyone else finds to be the most boring person on earth. Wow. Even she can't work out why. Yeah. That's what you want. You want someone to be like, I don't understand why I'm attracted to you because it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah, you are yeah. wrong for me. Because yeah. you're, you're wrong for anyone. Yeah, you're, you are objectively awful. You suck. Well, she's not a good judge of character. I mean, she's already picked someone who is not social and loves living in a big old house. <laughs> yeah, which she has no like, interest. I'm sick of this. Now I'm going to find someone else. I'm a social person. Who should I pick? The person everyone hates. <laughs> a really dull person. <laughs> a real dull person that no one else want to hang out with. Oh, is, Brenda, Brenda. is Brenda a bit of a babe? Yeah, I'm getting the feeling that she's a bit of a catch. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, well, people thought she was going to be a great catch, remember, mm. but... You just wouldn't think that with a name like Brenda. No. You know? Brenda's not a catchy name. No. Brenda's like... What's a, what's a hot name? Um, Cheryl? You already went with that before, but... Cheryl's pretty hot. Mm. Stephanie? Okay. Um, Stephanie's all right. Zara? Vivica? Vivica. <laughs> no, you're yeah. talking. 
Janelle. <laughs> Janelle. Janelle's pretty hot. Hotter than Brenda. Jess, dare I say it? <laughs> pretty sexy name. Mm, so hot. <laughs> the reason it was such a popular name for 10 years. <laughs> Just saying. It's going to make a comeback. Yes. It's coming back. Don't it's worry. Back. Michelle. Sexy. Michelle. Michelle. Um, the list goes on. Yeah, there's heaps. Of sexy <laughs> so many hot names. names, but not Brenda. Not no. Brenda. Not cracking any top ten lists. No, Brenda's your mum. You know, and that's like mums are great, but nah, not Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> Brenda's not a good mum. <laughs> well, she's not. Oh. Um, Tony comes home at night feeling guilty about leaving Be- uh, about you know leaving Beaver. He's like, oh. Left this guest. I really should have spent more time with him. And she, but he's like, but she's he's so dull. You know that, Brenda. And mm. she's like, yeah, yeah, so dull. Mm. First sign of how oblivious Tony is. Tony's got no fucking idea. <laughs> no idea. Fucking Tony. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brenda tells her husband Tony that she wants to get a flat in London so she can study economics. Yeah. Oh. Okay. He's resistant at first because that will cost money that could be going to the house's much needed in his eyes renovations. But he relents, and Mrs. Beaver. Always hustling. She's the one who finds her a one-bedroom uh, flat. Of course. Yeah, nice. On ya, Beaver. Yeah, fuck yeah. And Brenda, who's become fascinated with John Beaver, goes to a party with him and the two end up spending the night together, if you know what I mean. Dave, I'm, I'm afraid you're going to have to be more specific. Yeah, yeah, what well, exactly happens. I also didn't understand this bit. Could you act it out using your hands? <laughs> 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 oh. Holy shit. Oh, my God. And then oh, they were no. like... They're getting real weird. <laughs> If you know what I mean. That was yeah. too graphic. Yeah, that was sorry. the most graphic thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Thank goodness no one could see that. I can't how did you, in the eye. How did you fashion that uh, cock purse out of your hands? <laughs> I'm absolutely amazed by that. Took a lot of practice. <laughs> you are really are a skin magician. <laughs> so they spend the night. Spend the night together. It's and the next, uh, the next day, all London's... Because they went to this party, then they left together. All London society can talk about the next day is how Brenda and Beaver are having an affair. Wow. wow. Can I ask as well, I'm sorry if I missed this, what sort of time period is this? Does so it... it's the 1930s. Okay, sort of yeah, thing. gotcha. Cool. Uh, so everyone knows, except Tony, Tony, who is completely oblivious, and Brenda starts spending more and more time in London. Now she's got a flat. Mm-hmm. Only coming home on the weekend. She says she's studying economics, but really she's not doing that at all. She's spending time with John Beaver. She's studying yeah, she's... John Beaver's body. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the economics of his dude. Yeah. <laughs> studying calm. Sorry. <laughs> You're not. You had time yeah. to think about yeah, it. Still went with it. Yeah. It's weird that she kept bringing out the microscope. <laughs> Um, but you know, Eka, you off. Eka Cummings. <laughs> That's really hard to I, don't, I can't. Mm. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> yeah. so she's infatuated with him. She doesn't know why. She even she, she <laughs> tells me. <bleak. laughs> she tells me that her husband doesn't know about the affair, but that he doesn't like him. Okay. She's like, when you came around, he was not a fan of you. Beaver says, well, I'm not awfully fond of Tony. She says, don't let that worry you, my beauty. He doesn't like you at all. Doesn't he? Why not? Beaver says, and she says, "Because you're fucking me." <laughs> well, she says, <laughs> "And I'm his wife." <laughs> well, Tony doesn't know. Doesn't know, but still, still, like you can't be like, yeah. oh, "I wish that guy liked me." Yeah. It's like, what how, you can you put in a good word with your husband for me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, your lover. No, Tell but, him how good I am in the sack. <laughs> yeah, that'll win him over. <laughs> then he'll respect me. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm the alpha. You got to respect me. I'm fucking your wife. <laughs> well, Beaver says, "Why not? Why doesn't he like me?" And she says, "No one does except me." 
You must get that clear. It's very odd that I should. Oh, that's not nice. <laughs> so, it's that's the weird part of the relationship. But the no re- one likes you yeah. but me, but so me. you can't leave. Yeah, it's Super healthy. odd, yeah. It's a healthy relationship. It's healthy. And I don't even know why I like you, you freak. Yeah. But the relationship is actually great for Beaver in one in one sense because the gossip about the affair has put him on the map. Oh. And now he's invited out to things and welcomed to clubs and parties. It's given him a bit of an edge. Oh, so he's just nonstop lunches. Yeah, he's like, all oh, right, people are actually welcoming over to their group. This doesn't happen before. Usually I barge in and they all leave. <laughs> he's not used to this kind of, so <laughs> kind of respect. Tony, speaking of sad, completely oblivious, he still feels lonely without Brenda. So one day, unannounced, he goes down to London to surprise her. Uh Uh-oh. He calls her up and says, hey, I'm in London, I'm coming round. But she tells him she's busy and can't see him. So Tony, together with his mate Jock Grant Menzies, who's the MP I mentioned earlier. Yeah, yeah, he's back. They get very, very drunk together. Jock knows about the affair, but he doesn't tell Tony. Mm-hmm. But they keep bar hopping, and at each bar they call up Brenda, who's getting more and more annoyed at them because they're getting drunker and drunker, being like, no, nah, we're going to come round. And they kept being like, no, nah, we shouldn't go around. And then Jock's like, maybe we should go around. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, one more drink. No, nah, we shouldn't go around. No, no, we should go. That's, that's the, the humour in it is that you're like, are they going? Are they not going? Do you like, think it's kind of funny that he uh, owns the place and is sort of going asking, oh, I'll pop around and visit you? And she's like, no. No, don't do that. You don't, can't. Please. Like, it's, mm. it's his it's yeah, theirs. Yeah, yeah, it's their place together. And honestly, all she's saying is, don't come, when really she's there with John Beaver. Yeah, she's I mean. saying, come. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do yeah, come. Yeah, sorry, sorry, oh, that was to John. <laughs> <laughs> you don't come, but you definitely come. <laughs> Get out the microscope. Uh, she starts feeling guilty about the affair and decides there's only one thing for it. She should get Tony his own lover. Uh, okay. <laughs> of course. Yeah, the obvious answer. Yes. So she comes home one weekend with a friend, but Tony is not interested in her. Okay. He's like, after like they, she tries to get him to hang out all day, and at the end of the day, he's like, gosh, she's a bit of a bore, isn't she? Oh, my God, Tony. Hi, everyone. Dave here letting you know that this week's episode of Book Cheat is brought to you by Acorn TV. Now, I'm sure TV has been a saving grace for many of us around the world lately, but by now, a lot of you are probably feeling like you've caught up on every single show imaginable. If you're tired of scrolling through the same movies or shows and miss the excitement of weekly releases and brand new binge fests, then you have to get Acorn TV. Acorn TV is the largest commercial-free British streaming service that features compelling stories, exclusive premieres, and originals that you won't find anywhere else. With Acorn TV, there's always something new to discover. It's got hundreds of exclusive shows from around the world, including award-winning mysteries, dramas, comedies, and so much more. And what I've been getting back into lately on Acorn TV is Murdoch Mysteries. I used to watch a lot of this show, and I'm back in there binging it on Acorn TV. If you haven't heard of Murdoch Mysteries, it combines two of my favourite things, which is mysteries and history. Set in Toronto in Canada at the turn of the century, Detective William Murdoch solves some intriguing mysteries with the help of Constable Crabtree, Dr. Julia Ogden, and Inspector Brackenreed. TV Plus hails Murdoch Mysteries as an inventive twist to history. So it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's got great mysteries, but it's a lot of fun, um, especially if you do like history, because people turn up on the show. They write in plots that feature people from around that period, like the Wright Brothers or H.G. Wells, uh, Nikola Tesla, those kind of people. And there's a few winks to the camera about those characters. 
how they came up with some of their inventions or something is based on the plot of the show. Uh, it's a lot of fun. But that's just one of hundreds of shows on Acon TV, and they add new releases every week, so you'll never have to worry about running out of content. So if you're ready for a streaming service that offers new stories, new characters, and breathtaking sceneries every week, do what I did and get Acorn TV. Try Acorn TV free for 30 days by going to acorn.tv and using my promo code BOOKCHEAT. But you have to enter the code in all lowercase letters. That's A-C-O-R-N.TV, acorn.tv with the code BOOKCHEAT, all one word in lowercase letters, to get your first 30 days for free. So give Murdoch Mysteries and Acorn TV a go today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So this is, this is basically the first half of the book. The humour comes from Tony not knowing what everyone else does. It's a bit silly making fun of high society. But then something happens that changes the tone. Oh, yeah, a ghost. <laughs> well, John Andrew, the young son, yep. has been granted permission to join his first hunt on horseback. Uh-uh. Something uh-huh. that his nanny and parents were a bit worried about. Yep. But he's been pushing to do that for a long time. Every every boy wants to kill. <laughs> That's right. Please let me kill. <laughs> I'm eight. Eight-year-old I'm boy. ready to murder. I want to kill something, please. <laughs> I want to feel something die in my hands, Daddy. Fine. What's wrong with you? Why won't you let me kill something? If you don't let me do it, I'll do it by myself. Unsupervised. <laughs> yeah, right. This kid's a serial killer. Absolutely. He's yeah. loving it. It well, always starts with kill- hurting animals. Exactly. And then always. Always. <laughs> Every time. Every, Every time. time. Well, sadly for him, the whole thing is a bit of a bust. The, the hunt. Oh, thank they don't, God. They don't hunt anything. And on the way back, whilst riding his small pony, a car backfires, which startles the horse next to him, which rears up and knocks the boy off his horse. Oh. And then when on the ground, he's kicked in the head. <gasps> whoa. Instantly killed. <gasps> whoa. What? Yeah. This sort of happens out of nowhere. You're like, whoa, what the hell? This is supposed to be a fun book. Yes, the first half, fun the romp. The boys just die. You yes. kill the kid? Yeah, they kill the kid. Oh, how satirical and funny. The 30s sucked. <laughs> this is a fun time. This is a fun book in the 30s. Just got some light reading. <laughs> Although we... The boy died. <laughs> oh, yeah, honestly, I'm reading in bed going, what is happening? We were just saying the kid's a serial killer, though. So, so. Yeah, thank God. Think, yeah. think of the people yeah. who didn't die at his exactly. hands. Exactly. Just, just, just taking out Jack the Ripper 2.0. Yeah, yeah. please. Let's give but this... But maybe whole- one of the people he would have killed... Was Hitler yes. true? But I maybe I don't know if the time works out for that though. Is, is it, mm. could he have killed Hitler? Yes, and this is the thirties. So oh, of course, course. actually, so yeah, the, he could well, have well, gone well, over. Didn't happen, and he could have gone over. Yes, but maybe mm. someone went back in time. That's not a a, a oh. car backfiring. That's someone firing a gun, scaring that horse to take out this boy who would be the worse way. than Hitler. <gasps> yep. Whoa. That's what they chose to do with the time machine. Yeah. That shows how bad he could have been. Whoa. Wow. I'm glad this kid's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Didn't think I'd be hearing you say that, but here we are. Thank God that kid died, eh? 
for the best. <laughs> for the absolute best. I'm really glad you don't have, like, um, you know how on Willosophy there's just um, uh, James Fosak does all those uh, those artworks. Oh, with a quote? <laughs> quote, quote out of context. <laughs> well, I'm really glad that kid died. That would have been mine. That boy died. I'm going to make that this week. <laughs> I'm going to make it anyway. Really? I'm going to call I'm... up James Fosak like, listen, we've got to make this happen. Please, this is so it's just, yeah, I'm glad that boy died. <laughs> uh, yes. But it's like a very cute photo. Of yeah, yeah, you look so lovely. Like I look, yeah, I look like, really great. Rosie, you got Rosie just right smile. You're just yeah, like, I'm really glad that kid died. <laughs> <laughs> you got your hand on your chin. Like yeah, <laughs> I look just delightful. Just absolutely delightful. <laughs> so sweet. Glad a boy died. <laughs> um, so is this supposed to? How are we supposed to take this? Is this a this is a funny moment or is this? No, it's a big shock. Big shock. Big tonal shift. Wow. Okay. Tony very shaken, of course. You know, so. very upset. His big concern, obviously, other than his son dying, is that Brenda is in London, doesn't know, and that she might find out via the paper or via some gossip. And he's like, "That's yeah. not right." Yeah. So he sends his good friend Jock, the MP, to go and tell her in person. Okay. Oh, wow. Just so she doesn't get any nasty surprises. So how does he tell Jock? Jock, Jock is hanging out because uh, he was part of the hunt. Okay. So a few people oh. gathered there for the weekend, and, and he Tony says needs to stay with his dead son. Like, yeah, he says like, I don't want. He, he says I don't want to leave him. So yeah, yeah that's Jock, that's fair. All right. and Jock says no worries, I'll do it. Great. So Brenda was, is with some friends at a fortune telling night. Bit of fun with the gals. Yeah, that was all the rage. Back then. <laughs> yeah. They loved that shit back in the day. When will I die? <laughs> Soon, <laughs> I hope. <laughs> the sad is a terrible time. <laughs> it's only going to get worse. <laughs> oh, no. And they, they they used to have like scam artists would come around and be like, mm. uh, so yeah, there's a ghost here. Ah! <laughs> ah! So you're knocking the table? No, no, ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Ectoplasm? Do you remember ecto? There's this stuff called ectoplasm, which is just, I think, them sneezing or something. It's like they'd be like, oh, look, pl- ectoplasm's on the table. And it's like, that's just, you sneeze. <laughs> you put, you, you wiped your snot there. You wiped your snot there. No, 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 a ghost is shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, the working title for this was A Handful of Ectoplasm. Yeah, true. Mm. They reworded that. Dust works better. I will say. A handful of dust. <laughs> But and even this scene oh, actually. Oh, is that what the boy is now? A handful of dust. Oh. <laughs> is that what they're saying? <laughs> Maybe. Is that too spicy? Have I gone too far? Oh, I loved it actually. <laughs> I, t- I genuinely thought that was what this is going to be. I don't know. Keep going. What? Well, so she's at the fortune telling night. Even that actual scene is actually a bit funny because they one by one getting their fortune told, and the first one's like, "Ooh, I can see four men in your lives that will affect you." And then the one she goes, "Oh my god, that's so weird." And then she walks out. The next girl walks in. I can see four men in your life that will affect you. Uh-huh. She's obviously just saying the same, peddling the same crap over and over. Yeah. And and then the, the, she says, "But don't tell anyone what I said to you tonight, or it won't come true." So that none of them are sharing each other's. <laughs> but uh, Brenda, she's already worried that John Beaver. Her lover has had something bad happen to him as he's flown to France for the day with his mother to pick out some wallpaper for a business. And this is quite early on in the days of aviation. So she's worried that he'll crash. Okay. Then Jock appears and tells her that he needs to tell her some bad news. He takes her aside and she says, what is it, Jock? Tell me quickly. I'm scared. It's nothing awful, is it? And he says, I'm afraid it is. There's been a very serious accident. And she says, John? And he says, yes. Dead? He nods. She said, tell me what happened. Why do you know about it first? And she says, I've been down at Hedden since the weekend. This is the name of the house. And yeah. He says, Hedden? Don't you remember? John was going hunting today, he says. 
says Jock. Oh. She frowned, not at once taking in what he was saying. John. John John Andrew. Oh, thank God. <gasps> no. Then she bursts into tears. So she thought it because, like you said, Jess, there's two Johns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She thought That's John why. Beaver had died. Right. Yep. Yep. Not her son. And then she's relieved. And then she catches herself and she's really embarrassed. She says, oh, my God, I don't know what I was saying. Sorry. Sorry yeah. about that. But Far. a pretty awful reaction. Also, what you can't have sex with someone who has your son's name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. That's not going to work. No. Nah. That's gross. Oh, yeah. She's yelling out, Beaver. Any Beaver. member of your immediate family, I reckon, particularly your kids. That's the second rule in the Barefoot Investor. Yeah. And it's, I know it doesn't go, look, this has nothing to do with finance. But honestly, but honestly I've got you. I've, I've got, got your you. attention. Okay. Well, I've got your attention. <laughs> Don't hook up with someone with one of your children's names, no. okay? It's weird. It's so weird. God, it's a real book to live by. Oh, it's got everything in it. Don't pay for dinner. Don't bang someone with the name of a relative. Yeah, and don't buy a book, which was once sold for 80 cents for $3. Mm. What a guy. (laughs) Uh, After this, the marriage between Brenda and Tony cannot survive. Yeah. She writes a letter to Tony telling him that she's been having an affair with Beaver and she wants a divorce so she can marry John Beaver. Whoa. Whoa. Tony, extremely surprised. Remember, everyone knew except him. Oh, Tony. You beautiful bastard. Oh, God damn Absolute it. fool. Tony's having the worst time. Oh, no. Mm. He's lost his son, and now he's lost his wife. Mm. He's got the house, though. Yeah. Well, he's... he concedes, and he agrees to a divorce where he'll pay her £500 a year. Is that good? That's okay. He can afford that. Yeah, totally. He can keep the house. That's all right. That's can all he... she still, like, That's all he's got know, left. Be, a, be a pretty good member of society? Not super wealthy, okay. but... But not but, much. But is is John Beaver kind of wealthy? Not really, no, because he doesn't work. His mum does well because she works really hard. Yeah. But he's not a hustler. Hmm. Does yeah. he want to marry Brenda? <laughs> She's kind of made some decisions here. Yeah, he's actually not. He doesn't seem as keen on her as she is on him, despite her being the, much more of a catch. And the only one who yeah, exactly. is interested. The, the only, only one who likes him. Let me remind you, if you leave, you'll have nothing. Ever. Yeah. No one will ever love you. And this next bit is wild. Despite her having an affair and everyone knowing about it, for registration of divorce, it is necessary for Tony to have witnesses who observe him having an affair with another woman. What? UK divorce laws were and still are very strange, I've discovered. What? You can't, you've got to prove, you got to have a reason why you're divorcing. You can't just have a divorce. A divorce. Irreconcilable. Yeah, yeah you can't have that. They don't. They don't have that. I think they are working on making it easier, but you have to prove... That is so weird. You have to prove... That one of them was adulterous. You can't just walk in and say, yeah, it's done. I want over. Yeah, or be be separated for two years if you both agree to it, or five years if only one of you agrees to it, I believe. That's... So, like, if Zave and I were married... And I was was like, no, I want to stay married. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'd have to live apart from you for five years before (laughs) I could put it in. I don't... I don't think it should be super easy, like clicking a button or something. Yeah. Because then you'd have people just threatening it all the time and divorcing yeah. each other and then going, I'll take that back. Sorry, actually. can I yeah, unpress yeah, this yeah. button? Yeah, we, we resolved our argument. But that's nuts. Yeah. So to get this divorce, Tony hires a but girl. She, but she did have an affair. Yeah, but I think... For, but it doesn't uh, matter. Yeah, and I think even like maybe for societal reasons, they don't want to publicise that she was having the affair. Oh. So he's like, all right, I'll... I'll pretend to have an affair. So he hires a girl from a bar to stay with him in Brighton at a hotel and then pays two detectives to follow him so they can give evidence that adultery has occurred and that a divorce should be granted. And the detectives are very shocked when the girl he's hired, Millie, rocks up at the hotel with her child 
because it no longer looks like a romantic getaway. Uh, they even take they take Tony aside and say, "Mate, this does not look good for you in the books." <laughs> Come on, she's brought the kids. Got to, we know there's not a lot of good stuff going on in there because the bloody kids there. That is funny. <laughs> kids are the ultimate cock block. Yeah, true. That's cock purse, sorry. <laughs> cock purse. Co- Lord cock purse. <laughs> so Tony has to hide the, the kid in the room whilst room service serves breakfast in bed so that the staff can also say, oh, yeah, I came in. There was definitely something going on between these two. So such a strange situation. Oh, my God. But um, so they do all this. But then Tony returns home. Brenda's brother meets him and says that, Divorce terms have changed. What? What? Now, Brenda needs £2,000 a year because her hu- next husband, John Beaver, has no money. Tony's like, so Tony, how is that my problem? Exactly. Why yeah, does got, Tony have matter. to fund the new husband? <laughs> yeah. I suppose then. And he's the one who wants the divorce. She's got no leverage out of this. Like, how yeah, why she is she like, threatening oh, no, you, stuff? Actually, no, you've got to pay me more. Pay more. Pay but more. What does Tony do? Is Tony going to be a real cuck about well, it? Well, he says... That would mean selling his beloved Hetton Mansion to oh, afford that. I can't do that. He says I only get six thousand pounds a year. Most of that goes to the house. I could afford five hundred, but two thousand I can't afford that. To which the brother says that'd probably be for the best anyway. You know, <gasps> just sell the old place. But he loves that house. He doesn't understand that Hetton is the one thing that you should you don't want to cross with Tony. Oh, he's been playing along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, now yeah. the house comes into it. He's like, that's nah, the last straw. Fuck yeah. No more, Mister Nice Tony. He's going. He's doing a no fuck you. No, he really no fuck you. Yeah. He goes back Does to he the kill the brother. <laughs> well, he goes back <laughs> to the brother and he says, "All right, here's the new deal. I'm no longer going through with this divorce." I can fight the accusation of adultery. There was a child with, with, with me in that hotel room. The detective saw that. Everyone knows nothing was going on. If you want to try and say I was having an affair, everyone knows that that was fake. You can't prove anything. And he tells Brenda's brother that the new deal is Tony will go away, travelling for six months. And when he returns, he'll grant Brenda a divorce, but give her nothing. Yes! yes. Brenda is shocked. <laughs> she thinks Tony's being a real prig. <laughs> no, Brenda, you're being a prig. Yeah. You're the prig, if anyone is. You're a real Brenda. prig in the mud. Yeah, Brenda. <laughs> yeah. You're a... See, I told you, Brenda sucks. I did base it on her name, but... <laughs> but it's true. That's right. You're right. You always know. I always know. Yeah. Oh, that's... Yeah, you're, you're absolutely you're right. You're a good judge of book characters. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you're right. She has no... If he cheated and she was sort of going like a no, fuck you, mm. you, you like, you know, I'll be set up for life then and you can you can fuck off. But she's she's had an affair and then not been that sad that her son died and mm. then just asked for a divorce and wants money for it. No. Yeah. Absolutely not. You know what, Jess, I think you're really getting into this book. <laughs> I love literature. <laughs> I feel like you're on Team Tony over there. You know what, you know yeah. what we should give uh, Brenda... Fucking handful of dust. Yeah, give her a handful of dust. That's all she bloody deserves. Yeah, yeah I didn't expect to be on Team Tony, but I really am at this point. But uh, the way this book has gone, there could be a twist coming. Exactly. Well, are we in the third act now? Yes, we are. Okay. It all changes again. Yeah. Oh, shit. So he's got. Does, does another boy die? <laughs> well, he says, I'm going away for six months. Okay. The novel again changes and becomes an adventure story of shorts here. Oh. Good, great. He boards a ship bound for Brazil in search of a lost castle. Of course. <laughs> sure. The, the ultimate mid-love crisis. He loves big houses. He loves them. He? He's like, Tony? I'm going to find the Hetton of the South. 
<laughs> I mean, it's beautiful, but yeah, it's no, Hetton. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, sure, these, these jungle ruins, but... Wait, did you say this is a book that you reckon they, people have to read in high school? Yeah. Like, like it's uh, like, yeah, the, pos- like the Lockie Leonard. Overseas, the yeah. UK, you know. I just love the idea there's a teenager right now listening to this and they've got an essay due tomorrow <laughs> and they're lying in bed going, just come on, get on with it. Please, <laughs> so like, this book is all right. Fuck an essay on it. <laughs> please, hurry up. Stop riffing. Thank you. Stop having fun. Stop having fun, please. It's not good. Don't like it. Oh, I can't write economics or whatever you said earlier. Economics. <laughs> Economics, there Ecum- it is. Yeah. Ec- I, can't, I can't even see. I can't, I can't say it again. <laughs> so, Adventure Brazil. Yeah, so he, he, oh, my God. It's so, so weird that it changes again. He met a researcher by the name of Dr. Messenger, who's on a quest to find an old civilization deep in the jungle. And Tony, wanting to get away from it all, decides to join him. Okay. Yeah, okay. Mix it up a bit. Yep. He packs a shitload of supplies and they ship out. Mm-hmm. On the ship, he has a brief affair with a woman named Teresa. Mm-hmm. But she loses interest when she discovers that he is a married man. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we learn that back in London, without any money, Beaver has lost interest in Brenda <laughs> and break things o- breaks <gasps> things off with her. Oh, yes. Beaver, you dog. Beaver. No, I, I think Beaver's fine. Yeah, he no. was seeing someone. He didn't... He didn't lead her on. She was like, I'm going to marry him. And he was like, same one. And yeah. then he wasn't that interested and he said, hey, I'm not that interested. Yeah. yeah, honestly, he didn't really, he never promised her much. No. He's getting out while the getting's good. But Tony, yeah. Yeah, yeah know, you got to get out while the getting's good. <laughs> get out while the getting's good. I've got nothing to add. Kids, write it down in the essay. That'll make sense. Lo- right. Examiners love this kind uh, of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, say that at the end of it. You know, he got out when the getting's good. And in conclusion. <laughs> yeah, then write a little wink. Yeah, wink. And then just talk about the um, garden hermits. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Right about that. Dear examiner, do you know about these things called garden hermits? At least I find it interesting. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, Tony, oblivious to this, what's going on in London, arrives in Brazil and he and Dr. Messenger meet with, with some local indigenous people who they hope will help be able to guide them through the forest, up the river, to where Dr. Messenger believes this ancient castle is located. Mm. It's one of those things. That's, it was a thriving metropolis back in the day, but it's been lost for hundreds of years. Okay. Wow. They barred with the local and they agree to guide them and all is going well until they get to an extremely remote part of Brazil and the indigenous guides refuse to travel any further. They've reached the edge of their territory, they say. Mm. Dr. Messenger attempts to convince some of the men to keep going just a little bit further until they can find another group of indigenous people who who live in this neighbouring part that can take them the rest of the way. But they refuse, no matter what. He tries to bribe them with a collection of things that he brought from London, mirrors, jewels, combs, all sorts of things, being like, you can have all this stuff. How about a gun? Do you want this? He just tries to give them things. They won't fall for the bribe. So Messenger brings in the big gun, a wind-up mouse that he bought from a toy shop. Hoping that the locals will be impressed with the movement and the sound that it makes, he winds it up and lets it go, and the tribespeople shit themselves. They're like, I don't know what that is, so they run away. Dr. Messenger's like, well, that didn't go how I expected it. (laughs) They'll be back, right? Oh, boy. But all day they wait, and there's no sign of them. uh, That night, whilst the two white men sleep, the indigenous folk come back silently in the night, collect their own belongings, and just hike it out of there. Wow. Leaving them in the middle of the rainforest. So Tony and the doctor wake up and realise that they are alone in the middle of the jungle, and they don't really know where they are. Mm-hmm. But not to panic, all they need to do is paddle down the river in a canoe until they spot more indigenous people who can guide them the rest of the way to the castle. This book has taken a real... I know! Honestly, like, I don't... 
What, what are we doing now? Why would you stop? Like, I was interested, and now I'm not interested anymore because you're talking about other things. I know. It's very, it's very, I couldn't believe what was happening either. But they, uh, they, you know, they take off and they don't see anyone. There's no signs of life anywhere. And just when things couldn't get any worse, they do because Tony catches a tropical fever. Oh my god! Yeah, okay. And it hits him hard. Yep. He starts hallucinating, having conversations with an imaginary Brenda, and then he's barely no out. fuck you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's barely able to move, and then he recovers for twenty four hours, and then he gets sick again, and then eventually he's bedridden. And the doctor realizes it's real bad, and he must go for help. So he leaves Tony alone, takes a canoe, and paddles down the river. But he hits a waterfall. What he, get, he gets sucked in fuck. and he dies. Oh, fucking what? <laughs> now Tony is all alone. What? End of book. No, no. What the hell is <laughs> the this book? End. What is going on? So, wait, 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 wait. Hmm. There's only one person who can save him. And that's Brenda. Brenda flying on a hovercraft. On a hovercraft. <laughs> flying up the river. <laughs> Tony! Beep, beep. Tones, get in. I'm so Tony. sorry. Uh, will you take me back? I have no money. Please. What happens? Well, just when it all looks done and dusted for our main man, Tony. Hallucinating like crazy and having convos with nearly every character we've met so far. Mm-hmm. He wanders through the jungle and thankfully wanders into a human settlement. Mm-hmm. He is reduced, <laughs> introduced, I should say. I've written reduced, introduced. That's a big difference. Yeah, no, I've written reduced. I meant, I think, introduced to Mr. Todd, a British uh, Guyanian who runs a small farm in the middle of the jungle. Ah, middle of nowhere. Lucky. As well as speaking English. <laughs> <laughs> lucky. Lucky. Lucky break. Lucky break. Lucky break for Tony. As well as speaking English, Mr. Todd is well-versed in local medicine and is able to slowly nurse Tony back to health. Oh, my God. Then he asks Tony if he can read. Yeah, of course. Tony's like, he says, yeah, of course I can. And the man says, well, I can't. But I do love Charles Dickens. A man who used to live here used to read to me every day until he died. And Tony says, well, I'd be obliged to read to you whilst I recover. It's the least I could do to repay you. Yeah. Save my life. So every day for one hour, he reads to the man who knows all the stories and interrupts him and gets him to repeat certain sections or says, oh, this bit sounds bad for her, but if my memory serves me right, I think it works out in the end. Also spoiling it for poor old Tony, trying to get a bit of joy. <laughs> he says it usually takes two years to read through them all. Uh, to which Tony says, well, that will well outlast my visit then. Oh, dear. And he says, oh, I hope not. It is delightful to start again. Each time I think I find more to enjoy and admire. And it's this bit when it changes again and all becomes a little Stephen King. Oh, my God. Oh, I was going to say. Oh, my God. So he's stuck there now with this guy and he's going to read books for him. Yeah, Tony talks of leaving, but Mr. Todd never addresses his questions of how he could possibly get home. Eventually, he asks about building a boat to leave. And Mr. Todd says, you must wait for the rains. There's not enough water in the river now. And he says, how long will that be? He says, ah, Mr. Todd says, a month, two months. They had finished Bleak House and were nearing the end of Dombey and Son when the rain came. Now it's time to make preparations to go, said Tony. Mr. Todd says, oh, that is impossible. The Indians will not make make a boat during the rainy season. It's one of their superstitions. Tony realises, oh, no, this man does not want me to leave. Yeah, that's bullshit, man. He even tries speaking to the other members of the farm about building a boat, but they don't speak English, so he has to sort of mime it to them. And Mr. Todd says, oh, Mr. Last, the Indians tell me that you've been trying to speak with them. 
It's easier that you say anything you wish through me. You realise, do you not, that they would do, not do anything without my authority? They regard themselves quite rightly in many cases as my children. Oh, my Jesus God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this book is wild. This is too much. Honestly, you can't keep changing what the story's <laughs> no. about. Oh, where's Brenda? <laughs> What's Brenda doing? Where's John Beaver? Where's John Beaver's mum? <laughs> Mrs. Beaver. Yeah, I want to hear more about Mrs. Mrs. Beaver. Beaver. She seems we, fun. We start with Mrs. Beaver and then we never hear from her again. Oh, don't yeah. worry. We'll, we'll get a bit of Mrs. Beaver. Okay, good. We'll, we'll check in with her. Thank right. God. Okay. But months go by on this isolated farm mm-hmm. until a gold prospector arrives. Doesn't speak English, but Tony makes sure to write his name on a piece of paper to give to him. Oh. He knows that people should be looking for him and that if... The paper makes its way back to civilization, then people might be able to find him. They'll they'll read the name and know whereabouts he okay. is in the forest. Could have written a bit more. Yeah, <laughs> not just my name, but also yeah. here, and I'm yeah. stuck with. Please a, help with the person who's making me read all of Dickens. To <laughs> yeah. And the, the other guy can't movie. read, so you could write whatever you, you could write want. Write whatever you want. I, there's a crazy person who make me read all of Dickens. Actually, don't include that because no one believes it. Just he say, can read. <gasps> He's just too lazy. He just likes audiobooks. <laughs> this is the. This is. The first audible. <laughs> yeah, <that's right>. <laughs> <laughs> but Tony's confident in the following weeks or months, someone will arrive. That's like yeah. his one salvation. Sure. Clinging on to hope. Well, weeks passed, and Mr. Todd, the captor, tells Tony that a local feast is upon them and that Tony must drink the local drink, Pavari. He says, you must drink it all without lowering the cup. That is the etiquette. Tony drinks two cups and then passes out. Yeah. Oh, shit. And then in a neighbouring uh, neighboring man's hut, Tony wakes up disoriented. Still in the hut, very confused, and without his watch. He asks Mr. Todd what happened, and he tells him that he's been out for two days, and that it's a shame because he missed the guests. Tony's like, what guests? And the man says, three men from outside, Englishmen. It's a pity you missed them. A pity for them too, as they were particularly wishing to see you. But what could I do? You were so sound asleep. They'd come all the way to find you, so I, I thought you would not mind, as... You could not greet them yourself. I gave them a little souvenir, your watch. They wanted something to take back to England where a reward is being offered for news of you. They were very pleased with it, and they took some little photographs of the cross I put up to commemorate your coming. They were pleased with that too. They were very easily pleased. But I do not suppose they will visit us again. Our life here is so retired. No pleasures except reading. I do not suppose we shall ever have visitors again. Well, well, I will get some medicine to make you feel better. Your head aches, does it not? We will not have any Dickens today, but tomorrow, and the day after that, and the day after that. Let us read Little Dorrit again. There are passages in that book I can never hear without the temptation to weep. This is intense. Yeah. I'm murder this guy. Oh, my God. Like, it's really taken such a turn. Yeah. And does he kill him? Well, that's the last we hear from Tony. What? That's it. I think we're less to assume he has trapped, spend, spend the rest of his days reading Dickens to this madman. <laughs> How satirical. <laughs> what the... <laughs> Fucking what hell. The fuck? What the fuck? I'm reading man. this. I'm reading this in bed at night, going, "What is happening?" That's real. And that's spooky. Isn't shit. it? Spook- so he's put up a cross. Yeah, basically. To, oh, to, as like a little, uh, a little memorial. M- m- like a oh, look, is this a, a nice- tribute? But really, they've gone home and said, but "Look, we got dead. his watch. Well, there's he's a photo. Dead. There's, there's a photo no of his grave. Him. Let's never go back and see. Tar- we'll oh never look God, for him again." They're not divorced. Brenda gets the cash. <laughs> this is a fucking horror story. <laughs> Isn't like, that? that- that's the most horrific thing I've ever heard in my life. That it's is terrifying. Genuinely scary. I don't know what's, why that is scarier than someone being, like, murdered. It's the idea of being trapped for, you know, he's 30 trapped years old. The and next being, f- being 
so close to getting to leave. Yes, and 40 Just, years of oh now, like, God. knowing that you missed out on that. Oh, bone chilling. That's bone chilling stuff. I would murder the guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the other thing. People respect him because he has the guns. Okay. Yeah. Even scarier. Yeah. yeah. So you can't get out. He's got guns. And He's got guns. And it, I suppose if you do get out, where are you going to go? Like, you, you're you probably not going to make it yeah. back to civilization on but your own. Just the way he talks and... Yeah, I know. Scary. Yeah, he won't actually address and say, oh, you're my prisoner. He always just talks in fucking... Like we're friends. Riddles and friends and circles and shit. Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah, that's horrible. I hated that. Incredible. <sighs> not the end. Of, this it. is not quite the end of the story, but that's the end of what we hear from Tony. We don't hear anything more from Tony. No more from Tony. <gasps> no. The final chapter tells us that Tony is accepted as dead and that his beloved Hetton has been inherited by his cousins. Oh, thank God. So he changed his will. Ugh. Smart. Okay, good. They've put up a monolith with an inscription dedicated to him in the garden. We learn that sadly Brenda can't make it. And neither can a new husband, Jock Grant Menzies. Hey! So she ended up marrying uh, Tony's friend, the Member of Parliament. Which, which you know, that's who she should be. Exactly. The saying, start of the book so. predicted it. You know, I mean, uh, what a wild way to get there. But we did. Yeah, I know. Brenda. And as for the memorial, the cousins note, you know, I should never have thought of it if it had not been for a Mrs. Beaver. She wrote to me as soon as the news of Tony's death was published. I didn't know her at the time. Of course, we knew very few of Tony's friends. So Mrs. Beaver, always hustling. Yeah. Here's Tony's dead. She's like, oh, I could organise a beautiful tribute for you. If you give me some money, I could organise a monolith. We could put an inscription on it. Mm. So she's any anytime she can cash in, she's And I understand there. you might be wanting to renovate. And yeah, I've that's just right. got some beautiful wallpapers yeah, of course. from France. <laughs> God damn. Beaver. God, she's good. She's so good. More and of then, her. Quick, yeah, I know. Should have had a spin-off. Mm. Beaver revisited. <laughs> <laughs> and the final line is about Teddy, one of the young cousins that's moved into Hetton. Teddy surveyed his charges with pride and affection. It was by means of them that he hoped one day to restore Hetton to the glory that it had enjoyed in the days of his cousin, Tony. Wow. And so, the, so Hetton lives on. Hetton lives. And pro- probably Tony does too, reading hour after hour, day after day of Charles Dickens to a yeah. man in a rainforest. That is so weird. Yeah, but that is the end of the story. Holy shit. That is the craziest story I've I ever know. heard. That is the craziest story. And there was no dust in it at all. Sorry, everyone. Great point. I love it in the movies where they say the name of the to- the, the movie. Mm, That's yeah. always good fun. They said the yeah. line. Yeah, 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 I was watching yeah. Armageddon the other day and they said it and I was like, hey. Yeah. Um, but this- we are the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> favourite line of the movie. So they good. all put their fists in the air. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's it's time for a bit of a Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, I love that bit. And then they do the song. Yeah, I love the song. Star Wars. They're coming for you. <laughs> a two, three, four. Fuck Star Wars. We gotta fight them when you can. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's the wildest book. I mean, so- I, I what was it like reading it? With 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 the twists and turns unfolding in front of you, or were you just as confused as we were? Like, <laughs> no, folding in front of me, it did. Like I'd be like, oh, whoa, okay, yeah. oh, I, yeah, okay, that didn't see that coming. So basically, it was like the first half is like a parody of upper class society. Yeah, it's quite amusing, and then. The boy dies. It changes there. Mm, then okay. it's a jungle adventure sort of story. Yeah, and then and then suddenly it's a chilling, chilling fucking. Um, What's, what, what was the one you referenced? It was oh, like Stephen a, King style. Yeah. 
Like yeah. misery. It was misery. basically misery. Thank you. I misery. can't remember what it was. Misery. Yeah, that's right. And, and, and there's a possibility that this influenced that because it's obviously much older than that. But There's an yeah. episode, uh, I believe Misery was directed, produced, something like that by Rob Reiner. Mm-hmm. And he plays Jess's dad in New Girl, and they do an episode where she is miserying him. Basically, he's like trapped in his bed, and she's doing exactly this. And it's very, it's a very funny reference. That is so very good. good. It's very that. good. It's I very wish, meta. I wish I was watching that <laughs> instead of hearing this. <laughs> no, this no is actually, crazy. I, that was that was entertaining. Yeah, I, I have to say, as weird as that was. That was entertaining. This honestly is how I feel about it. Yeah. I was a bit like, I was enjoying the first bit, like when I was reading, I'm like, oh, it's a bit of fun, but like not taking it too seriously. And then it shocked me so much, I couldn't put it down because yeah. it just kept changing. Yeah. I don't mind if the genre changes. Like, I think sometimes I get, you get too sort of like, no, this is the genre. It, sh- it can't yeah, change. That's right. But. The fact that it changed was like, yeah, that was sick. I liked that. Didn't see it coming. And I did read, so the end bit about someone being trapped reading Charles Dickens, he'd actually written that as a short story earlier. So he'd sort of put that in and like sort of tied it together. And it felt maybe slightly like, because it did change so much, but. A bit shoehorned in. Yeah. (laughs) Jack and he just ran out of time. (laughs) Gosh, I've got an ending. Yeah, I've got no fucking ending to this thing. But he also said the, uh, the last person that was reading to him you know, read until he died. Yeah, that was creepy yeah. too because yeah. it was like, did he kill that guy for trying to escape? Yeah. Like, yeah. How yeah. did that guy die? Yeah. It's just those sort of like, you know, uh, fate It's fate worse than death. Yeah. You know? Like it's that. It literally was that. It was one of those sort of things. Yeah. Like, I'm stuck forever reading to a person who I hate. I'm in prison. And what? how good a day would it have been for, was it Mr. Dr. Todd? Oh, Mr. Todd. Mr. The- Todd. Um, that somebody just stumbled into his farm. I know. Yeah, and he's and like, he's like yes. you speak English, you speak English, can you read English? Oh, yeah. Yeah, what well, if I, he couldn't read? That's why you always say, if someone asks, can you read, you say, no. 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 Can you? I wish. No, 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 no. That's why we both said, I said at the beginning, I can't read because I don't want anyone out there impressing <laughs> yeah, me. Exactly. Me dickens forever. <laughs> I cannot read. I can. Well, you're stuck Stop now. saying it. Stop saying it. Nah, I can read. Dave will make you read. I can read. Read books soon. <laughs> I can, but I won't. Wouldn't it be crazy if we found out, Dave, that you actually have someone who reads these books to you <laughs> that you have in prison? They're trapped. They're oh trapped. My, my hermit. Yeah, your garden hermit. <laughs> I have a phone call to make. <laughs> a I'm a little hermit. worried about your partner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she can read really fast. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah, I guess... T- how do, how do we feel about it? I usually get people to score it out of five. Oh, I, I give it a four out of five. That was a that was a real roller coaster. Yeah, it's not what I expected. I had never read Evelyn Wall before, I must say, but I knew that he was sort of famous for it, sort of being a, sort of a biting kind of guy, and uh, and yeah, knew it was sort of set in this period. But I did not expect it to go the places it went. I yeah. really did. I honestly, I. I sort of hate that sort of high society satirical thing where it's like, oh, we're making fun of people. Yes, it's just like, it, yeah, but they're still rich fuckheads and they're living. Yeah, the and often life, it's right? a bit like, so, you know, you feel like half the references are lost on you because exactly. you're not living you through that culture it. anymore. Yeah, like, yeah. I find especially ones that sort of parody Victorian society. It's yeah. like 150 years ago now. It's like really hard to imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's hilarious if I knew. Yeah, what that's that, exactly. Those times were Lord like, Capeton. <laughs> you know what his, you know what his servants are like. No, I no, do I not. Don't. I'm afraid. Nobody does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you having a bowl of soup on a Tuesday? Like, what <laughs> yeah. the fuck does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's cold. I'm having yeah. soup. Get over it. 
Yeah, wild. I'd give it a four as well. And I, I obviously it's hard when you haven't read the book and you're just yes, having course. it told to you. But you told it in a really fun way. Just a bit of feedback for you there. And <laughs> yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah, the, I mean, it's well, not it's not often that you, you'll hear a story told to you and you're like, and you're reacting the way we were, like, but, what? Yes, yes, totally. Yeah. So that's wild. Yeah. What a fun story. Usually, when people tell tell you a whole story from a book, you're like, why am I stuck with this? <laughs> Okay. This is the only podcast where if this was happening in a regular conversation, yeah. I'd be furious right now. I'd be like, God, are you going to tell me a whole yeah. plot book? of a book? Yeah. And then Mrs. Beaver, get this bit, get this get bit. This bit. Yeah. It's like, no, don't just tell me. Oh. That's not a conversation. Oh. Right? Like, you tell me a whole book. I live with someone who tells me his dreams every morning. Oh, yeah. He thinks no. his dreams are very interesting. Yeah. I'm like, no one's dreams are interesting. Oh. tells me her dreams all the time. <sighs> Sorry. Just always not good. No, because there's nothing. You can't get excited or scared or anything because none of it was real. No. And then you did this. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> no one did that. Uh, but then, like, as soon as you wake up from a dream, it's so hard to explain. And so then when you're listening to somebody talk about a dream, they're going, and we're in um, your mum's house. It wasn't your mum's house, but no, I knew totally, it was totally, your mum's totally. house. And it's like, oh, this is tedious. <laughs> yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't care. Yeah. It's 8 a.m. <laughs> Leave me alone. That's what. I, that's the one thing which is so funny about dreams is that the the dreams are just struggling to keep you interested. <laughs> They're always like, so you're at 7-Eleven. Oh, you're, uh, well, no, but it's 7-Eleven, but it's Japan. So <laughs> stay, as, stay asleep. Don't wake up. And then you're having noodles, but the police turn up. But, but then they uh, help you make the noodles. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now you're having sex. <laughs> With the noodles. With the noodles. And it's the noodles of people. They're not scary, though, but they are. <laughs> like, you're like, yeah. pick something. Like, just... You're the worst storyteller uh, ever. I think dreams. we've uh, hit on a new, new podcast idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People describing their this dreams. This wasn't too far from that. This was a little bit of a <laughs> yeah. dream. Anyway, the kid's dead. Kid's dead. He <laughs> dies. Now I'm in Brazil. Yep. Goes, uh, gets caught. <laughs> Dr. Messenger's dead. Did I mention Dr. Messenger? <laughs> no, well, he's here now. <laughs> yeah, he went in a waterfall. Crazy, huh? Crazy, he's dead. So, uh... Dead. <laughs> But they build the house. <laughs> they fix the house. That's nuts. I'm also finally going to give it a four out of five. So fours all round. Well, well done, done Hevelin. Hevelin. Hevelin's done it again with a handful of dust. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Book Cheat. Thank you. I appreciate what a your presence. Pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Thank you, Thank you so much. So much. I'll, uh, next time I read something really, really wacky, I'll bring you both on. Yes, please. please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want the wild shit. Yeah, yeah. That's no, boring. <laughs> but it's stuff. just enough to like suck, like suck you in. It feels normal, and then bang, bang, bang. Yeah. Oh my god. I want two thirds of it to be one genre, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then five <laughs> yeah. genres at the end. Then the spaceships came. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it would just be so good if the end was just that it was all a dream. That's the <laughs> yeah. cherry on top, you know. And he oh. wakes up, and then it's still the the first night that he invited Beaver to stay at his house. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I gotta go to church. He got a glimpse of the future. Yeah. Don't fuck my wife. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna hang out with you all day, Beaver. <laughs> Never leaves his son. <laughs> yeah. And then they become friends. Yeah. He and marries Brenda John still Beaver. fucks off. Yeah. yeah. She sucks. Sorry, Brenda, but... I mean, I try to, so. you know... She did real well out of this. Yeah. She yeah, she married with, up. She marries Jock. Didn't have to have a divorce because her husband, she, everyone thought, was dead. No, fucking hell. Fucking hell, Brenda. <laughs> it all works out. But anyway, thank you so much for, for coming on. Now, Jess, we can hear you 
on our other podcast, Do Go On. That's right. And you have another podcast that you've just started putting out. Yes. uh, Another podcast called Simply the Jest. It is a radio segment we do on Triple J. (laughs) uh, And it's been turned into a podcast and it's a lot of fun. You used the song Simply the Best. Yes. Simply the Jest. Yeah, 100%. 100%. uh, It is a segment I do on Triple J with Hobber and Hing and they sing Simply the Jest. And it pumps you up every time. Uh, Yeah, it's different. Different topic every time, and uh, we get people from all around Australia calling in with their stories, and they're so funny and very weird and great. So go check that out. Simply the jest. Sick. Hell yeah. Very good. And uh, Mr. Michael Eddie's, of course. We Once can again, hug the sun. Hug the sun. <laughs> hug the sun. It's on Grouse House TV. It's a new channel on YouTube. So subscribe and check it out. It's already doing pretty well with it's subscribers. Pretty, it's been doing really well with subscribers. So. It's crazy. It's but great. We could always have a few more. Always have a few more. more you know, <laughs> the more the merrier. More. There's room for more, please. I think we've run out of places. There's no limit. There's no limit. It's limitless. You can anybody anybody can subscribe. Mm. Mm. So if your dog doesn't have a YouTube account, make him one. Make him one and make little videos um, out of your dog. That'd be great. That'd be great. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. And until next time, I always say this at the end of the podcast, and that is books forever. <laughs> really committing to that. <laughs> yeah, I am. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Did you really say that at the end of every, every episode? It's like 60 times now or something. <laughs> no, it's great. It's great. Bye. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.